Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the fourth episode of Ealing Road Buzz, our Brentford podcast. My name's Robert Warlow. I'm joined here today by our digital club writer for Brentford, Tom Moore. Hello. Hello, Tom. And also digital club writer for Queen's Park Rangers, Phil Spencer. Hello. Hi, Phil. So this week, the Bees were back in action after the international break, and unfortunately for them, their unbeaten run came to an end at Cardiff. So, Tom, you were there in uh, Wales. What did you make of the game? Um... I think um, it was almost a bit back to the start of the season. I think Brentford didn't play too badly, but there some some sloppiness in both boxes, and it is what what let them down. I think the uh, first goal from Joe Rules is uh, it all sort of stemmed. It was defensive errors all around, really. I mean, it sort of start. It came from a, a corner that um, Dan Bentley sort of failed to gather, and then somehow goes out for another corner. That corner comes in, it sort of ends up being cleared out for a throw-in, so you're thinking, OK, maybe the danger's passed, but then they go for a long throw, and you get four players run, running to try and get that first ball. Joe rolls time and space in the box, buries it, 1-0 down. And obviously, probably then you had the sort of game-changing sort of couple of minutes where uh, Neil Mopar, after some great work from Ollie Watkins, who... Had a decent, decent enough game. Arguably Brentford's best player. Made great challenge, and take takes it past Etheridge by passing it to Mopai. And as much as I know that some Brentford fans want to move on, we have to talk about it. It's a, it it's a shocking, shocking miss. Neil Mopai will know that. We all know that it was a shocking miss, and uh, I don't know what was going through his head at, at the time. I. I it was one of those moments where you're thinking, goal. Is it, you, you can almost see it happening before it happens. And when he missed, it was like, just there was sort of stunned silence in a way before the Cardiff fans started laughing. And then obviously for Cardiff to go up the other end and Danny Ward to uh, to score, that makes it 2-0. 2-0 down aware to side that's not lost at home all season. There's always a chance you can come back into it, but the likelihood is that you're not going to get anything out of that game. So it was, it was a big couple of minutes, and for all Brentford had lost the possession, the territory is, aside from one one instance where the effort cleared off the line, it's, they didn't really look like uh, getting back into the game. So it, it was a bit frustrating that sort of the errors in the first half in both boxes had, had just cost them, and the... Uh, Think things they uh, need to work on for Burton. Don't want to you know, dwell on it too long, but would you would you say it was fair to call that the the, the game defining moment then when when Mopai missed? I think 
yes, when you look at the fact, I'd, I'd say that, that those two minutes or so, mm. that was the game-defining moment. You've got a great chance to score at one end, you miss it. They got the other end and score is one scenario is 1-1. One, one. Then obviously Brentford's tails would be up, you'd accept Cardiff having been under the cosh at times. I mean, Johan Barbe feels he should have done best with the chance he had from a Watkins free kick is Brentford had chances to be going there at 1-1 and then all of a sudden you're 2-0 down and you're just thinking it's not going to be your day and it certainly wasn't Neil's, Neil Malpai's day because it was a tough one even when it sort of came to sort of assessing his performance because he worked hard, he got into good positions and on another day you probably go, yeah, he's, he's had a good game, he, he might not have scored, had a good game but when it's a miss like that it just clouds it is clouds the whole performances a player can do nothing for 90 minutes all of a sudden stick one in the top corner in minute 93 and they're a hero doesn't matter whether they're uh, they've they've done much for the the previous 90 odd minutes is if they stick one in the top corner is and win the game is that they're a hero is it is it's the outcome that really changes the whole perception of it so yeah i think it i think that was the sort of uh, key moment I mean if he'd scored it would Brentford have gone on to win would Cardiff have rallied to win we don't know is all we do know is it would have been 1-1 and the whole context of the game changes what was the reaction amongst the Brentford you know the, the camp afterwards when you spoke to them um, I think they were very uh, frustrated yes but I think one of the things I sort of noticed was we know that is they, they were sort of like we know we did, weren't up to our standards today. We, there are things to work on. But the, one of the things they're saying is, is about the fans is the fans were still singing at 2-0 down. They were louder than the Cardiff fans. And that was something that the uh, squad noted is that the fans are still with us. We might have lost, but the fans are still backing us. And that, that was something that the that the players are taking and uh, they're hoping to reward the fans against Burton on Tuesday night. I guess the pleasing fact, though, all right, yes, defeat, and, and that's obviously disappointing. But look, you know, when you look at the statistics from the game, the possession was very much in Brentford's favour, seventy-one percent possession. You know, going to the home of a Cardiff side who have been doing well, that's you know, that's quite impressive. And also the number of shots, you know, they had won twenty shots in the game, so that's that's not bad, is it? It's not bad, but we we can is it is pretty much in keeping with most of the season is. We we can talk about possession stats, shooting stats, and shots shots on target. Is essentially there's only one really defining stat, and that's goals. Is it 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 doesn't matter. I've seen a, a Brentford team win taking one shot all game. So is it can it is swings and roundabouts. Is goals will change the whole perception. I mean. When you're looking at, say, how much do you change it for Tuesday night, is all you do, really, is you're bringing a player in maybe to freshen it up and try something slightly different, is they don't need to change much, is they need to carry on playing the way they're playing, but get the execution spot on. And that, that's, all, that's been Brentford's problem. It's, they've been playing well, but they're making critical errors in both boxes, be it missing a good chance or having a, def- a lapse in concentration at the back and that's what's been costing them is they've got they is when they string it together like they did before the international break is they they were getting the wins mm-hmm. but when they're not stringing it together that that's when the, the, the results come uh, don't go their way 
Brilliant Phil at this point. Phil, I mean, obviously, you know, if you, if you looked at it as, from an outsider's point of view, there would be no disgrace in losing at Cardiff, you know, mm-hmm. in the Championship. Cardiff are, are going well this season. Neil Warnock, we've, we've spoken about him before on this, you know, podcast that he, he gets teams, he knows how to get a team winning in the Championship. So, there is no disgrace in that. I guess for Brentford, the, the thing must be now how they how they respond to a defeat, having gone so long without one. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think in terms of going to Cardiff, I mean, from from covering QPR, Cardiff have probably been one of the uh, the better teams that I've seen them play against this season. And that was um, that was at the other uh, Cardiff City Stadium as well. So they are a uh, they are a tough nut to uh, tough nut to crack. And I think as Tom said, I think that miss definitely has proved costly I mean as, as he said once you put that goal in um, it's a completely different contest the game turns on its head the home fans kind of retreat slightly and it, it turns into a completely different uh, completely different entity but um, yeah obviously the game goes on missed chances such as that uh, they miss it Cardiff get their goal they're on the up and uh, as much as Brentford had uh, lots of chances to, uh, to kill off the game um, yeah, they, they weren't able to, but I don't think it's any disgrace to uh, to lose to Cardiff, and hopefully you'd think that it wouldn't um, do them too much pain going into the uh, the clash against Burton tomorrow night. Obviously, it's it's a different um, a different complexion the game against Burton at home. You know, Brentford will be whereas they probably went to Cardiff, even given the form they were in, not necessarily expected to win, but you know, at home against Burton, they will be, they'll be the favourites for that one. Absolutely, yeah. I think Brentford will definitely be the uh, the team that people will be looking at to uh, to get the ball down and play it. They'll be the, the favourites for that game. They'll be wanting to get on the ball and very much dominate it and, uh, and take it to Burton. Um, getting, getting 71% possession against, uh, against Cardiff away from home is no mean feat because they are a, a decent team. And so hopefully they'll just be looking to do Pretty much the same, but maybe just to cut out those uh, those mistakes which ended up costing them. And Tom, uh, you know, you've you've been to, to Griffin Park plenty of times already this season, and obviously in the past. I mean, what sort of you know atmosphere and what sort of game do you expect against Burton, a Burton team who you know are being tipped to be down the bottom this season? I think it's uh, one of the uh, sort of occasions where Burton fans will be going into the game more in expectation than. And maybe hype, as it were. I mean, Brent fans would always be looking for a victory, but when you're playing Burtonaheim, is the fans will expect victory. And the and the thing is, is it's also an area that Brentford necessarily, haven't necessarily been strongest at. Is um, if we look back to the game against Derby, as Derby decided to play ten men behind the ball, it was pretty much attack versus defence for after Derby took the lead. And Brentford struggled to break them down, and the fans were getting edgy and sort of getting on the players' backs at times, as they weren't doing what, what they weren't putting the ball in the net. And the thing is, is Brentford. It, I feel it's going to be a similar game to that. Is Burton are going to come? They're going to sit back, try and hit Brentford on the counter, and be difficult to break down. They will put men behind the ball, and the danger is, is Brentford have struggled against sides that put men behind the board and try to play on the counter. So they're going to have to work out a strategy to combat that. And the thing is, I think if Brentford can get an early goal, maybe get a second goal, is they can pretty much cruise and they could even win it, say, 3-4-5-0. But if Burton get an early goal, then the whole thing just becomes a bit harder because the expectation will be there and Burton will then have something to hold on to. I mean, is... They will remember that Burton, okay, it's a different season, different team, but Burton hurt Brentford last year, in, well, in the first half anyway, as they're 3-1 up at the Pirelli Stadium at half-time, and you're, and you're looking at it, it's like, what on earth happened there? Is they, is I think 
that was probably the worst goal they conceded all season when uh, it was just a corner came in, exact carbon copy of a the goal they'd. It was exact carbon copy of the first goal they'd scored. So it was about two minutes, same corner, and I think it was Cordy Woodrow that scored both goals, same delivery, same corner. I think it was Woodrow that took the corner. Actually, can't remember who. I think it was Sordell that scored or someone. Is corner to the to the near post, flicked on, turned in at the back post, and. That happened sort of twice in two minutes. So, and then I think Woodrow then scored a free kick and Brentford threw one down, having been in the lead. Okay, they then came back to win 5-3, but they weren't exactly jumping up and down about it. They were sort of a bit embarrassed in a way to have had to, to have, might have scored five away from home, but then when they've conceded uh, three at, away from home as they weren't happy they had mixed emotions because defensively in the first half they were not very good at all whereas obviously going forward Burton tried to sit back and they were hurt is they've got to make sure that they can nullify any threat Burton have and also get that early goal to relax the crowd I guess though that, that you know, as, as bad as a memory as that would be for, for Brentford it does serve as a reminder of what Burton you know, can do and what they'll be capable of if, if they're not on their game Yes, and um, no Brentford side will go into the game assuming that three points is a divine right. Is having worked so hard to get into this division over the past sort of fifteen years or so, and having slipped back into League Two at times, is Brentford will know that there's they've got no divine right to do anything in the in this division. So they will know that Burton have a chance of getting three points, but they'll do everything they can to take three points themselves. And uh, it requires a professional performance. And the thing is, is fans will not be keen to see a performance, like say the League Cup defeat to Norwich or something like that, where they gift a side that Brentford would expect to finish above in most seasons. The Brentford obviously never finished Below Burton in a league table, it was only it's only the third time the two teams have met each other on the in a competitive fixture. So it's one where Brentford will probably feel, having been a the smaller team in most championship fixtures, that in this occasion they're the bigger fish. So that they will feel that they should be beating a side like Burton, but they will know that. Burton are in this level at this level for a reason. I mean, I, I think we we're discussing at one point Charlton and how, well, in, a, in an alternative podcast, we we're discussing Charlton and whether they should be in League One. Yes, they should. Is every club is where they're at for a reason? So mm-hmm. it will be tough. Obviously, though, the, you know this game is happening this week, and then if they can get a victory Brentford it would be a good confidence boost going into a West London derby which you know I'm sure both of you guys are looking forward to next week on uh, on Monday night I'm looking forward to my trip to the Josh Clark Stadium as described by the main Sawyers on Twitter after the League Cup win so uh, <laughs> but, well the context obviously is Josh Clark has scored in his last two visits there so uh, he, he seems to uh, to like that place so uh, I mean it's uh, it's in a way one of the biggest games of the season as far as Business is concerned. It definitely is probably the biggest game of the season because QPR and Brentford are the two are two biggest clubs. It seems so. Uh, for us, it's the biggest game of the season. So uh, it, it's one to look forward to. A derby day is always enjoyable. 
I'm quite sure. I know a fair few fans are unhappy that it's on Sky and they can't go because it's now Monday night. Is it? It's always a tough one. I mean, a three o'clock kickoff's always fun, but a derby game under the lights is uh, always a bit enjoyable as well. Adds something to it, I guess, doesn't it? When, it? when it's a night game under the lights, I think most people enjoy those. Is you know, if, if you talk to a lot of fans, they say they probably do enjoy a, mm-hmm. a midweek game. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, th- I think it um, it just creates a, a really special atmosphere, and particularly at, at Loftus Road, there's just um, there's just something about the place when it is an evening kickoff and when, when the uh, when the when the neighbours are in town as well, it just creates a, a really special atmosphere. And uh, yeah, I think I think everyone will just be hoping it doesn't go the same way as uh, what it did in the uh, the Carabao Cup at the end of August, which Tom has a huge smile on his face about still. <laughs> oh, well, I, I, I'm I'm quite sure those that are making the journey up on the two three seven or on the Central Line, or will be hoping it will be. I mean, um, is going there obviously last season it was a Friday night, and uh, to see. Josh Clark get the goal and then uh, Romain Sawyers as well. I mean, that goal was uh, something special in a way because he'd obviously come in for a lot of criticism the previous week. And then he, and then I remember speaking to him after the game against Barnsley where he'd been booed off, by the, jeered off by the fans. And I, I think I just said to him, is chin up if you score next week in front of them as you'll be the hero. What does he go and do? Exactly that. I think it's the only time I've told a player I told you so, and he uh, he, he saw the funny side anyway. So easier to after uh, after scoring in front of the away fans, but certainly I think uh, I think Brentford fans will, will, will like to uh, keep the keep a bit of uh, giving uh, Ian Holloway a bit of stick, given his uh, comments uh, ahead of the season before, where he was saying how Brentford were aggressing. So. They've obviously beaten them three times in a row and they'll be looking to make it four. What sort of game, I'll ask you individually, what sort of game do you expect though at Loftus Road, Tom? I, from Brentford, I expect them to play like they do every week. Is that That's the way they do it. There'll, there'll be a bit of added spice to it, of course. I mean, I think uh, Ian Holloway made some comments after the, uh, the Carabao Cup uh, drubbing saying, oh, that wasn't my proper team. I, I look forward to facing these with my proper team. I'm quite sure Brentford's players will. I could see that one being stuck on the dressing room. So, okay, now this is Ian Holloway's proper team. Let's show we're better than that as well. So, uh, is he? He he may have sort of uh, stuck his foot in it a bit there. So, I think they'll be uh, they'll be looking to sort of prove him wrong. But Brentford don't change their strategy for any game, be it a derby or a friendly is they will play the way they play they'll look to dominate the ball dominate possession push forward and score goals that's what Brentford do so and that's what's worked for them is why, why change it just because it's a derby game is you stick to what, what you're good at Phil what do you expect from QPR being the home side in, in a derby yeah I think they'll, um, they'll, they'll just really they'll go out to where to make it as, as difficult as possible for Brentford I mean they are a Brentford are a, a like a free-flowing team, they are going to look to uh, to take the game to QPR. But um, similar to what Tom was just saying there about um, what's what's going to happen at Burton, QPR will just look to make it really difficult for them. They'll um, what they try and do, particularly at Loftus Road, is on on a tight pitch to look to kind of suffocate the other team, stop them from playing. 
and then uh, then hit them on the counter attack. Um, unfortunately, in the Carabao Cup at the end of August, didn't quite work that way because there was uh, a couple of early goals and it kind of disrupted the uh, the game plan a little bit. But um, I think it would be it could it could be a lot different this time if, if QPR can can keep Brentford quiet for for the first half an hour or so. Frustration starts to rise. The, the home the home crowd starts to um, to get on the on the away sides back as well, and it could be a, a much different contest. But it's um, yeah, I think it all depends on that first half hour. If um, if if Brentford did get an early goal, it it could be similar to uh, to how it was back in August. But if if QPR can learn from what happened that time, it could be a, a much different outcome. I think. And I mean, obviously, like you you guys both touched on the fact it is on Sky. You know that that's. I suppose it, it gives a little different different element to it with you know but in front of the TV cameras, both sides will, will want you know they want to win anyway. But certainly in front of the TV cameras, they want to show you know life to the wider sort of perhaps you know, viewing public that, that wouldn't necessarily see them week to week that you know they they mean business. That's it. I mean, but particularly in the championship, there's not um, there's not a huge amount of games on TV, so players they do naturally raise their game when they're on TV because they're wanting to impress the people that are watching. Um, you just kind of think that going into the game on Monday night, both both teams are going to be going for it. They, they want to show the the whole country that they're the the top team in in West London, and so hopefully we get a, a game to to match that. And both sides are going for it a hundred percent, and it's a a decent game all in all. I'll quickly give you a, a chance to do score predictions. So first of all, Burton at home, and then the QPR game next Monday. I think Brentford should sort of nick that two 0 I'd say. Uh, get an early-ish goal and maybe as Burton look to uh, open up a bit more, get a late second to uh, seal the three points. So I think uh, I'm just going to stick with my standard uh, Derby Day prediction and it first goal wins is that pretty much secures it. I could, I just think that whichever side scores the first goal will win the game. Phil? I think that's probably a fair assessment of it, to be honest. I think that first goal is going to be absolutely vital. I think, like I said, if um, if QPR can keep Brentford quiet for that first half hour, then it could be QPR's to lose. But um, having seen how Brentford play, they are they are so quick on the on the attack as well. Um, if they do strike early, well, then it could be another frustrating night at Loftus Road. Okay. Well, we'll be back next week to uh, review that game by the time it's happened. Um, I'm sure you guys will both enjoy it um, and hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast that was our fourth episode of Ian Road Buzz Uh, please join us next week for our fifth